0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Hey guys, we heard about this hot new thing called VR. It's dangerous to go alone. The Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. I uh, I feel a little bit like we're recording from the future, like maybe the bedroom at the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey. N- is this just because the placemats are off of the table <laughs> yeah, where so, we normally so there's record? Like a sh- uh, sheen white surface. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, uh, I don't. I don't mind saying we got our kitchen table from IKEA. It is the one that is just like a. Uh, it's like a sheet of glass mm-hmm. on top of um, some metal legs. It's very futury. It is, um, and normally we've got placemats on it, but we had to take all that off so that we could put together some labo. That's right on the table here. But we're not ready to talk about that just quite yet. Oh, what what do we have to talk about first, Mark? The Sonic Forces borrowing program. Look, would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces? Y- you can. Yeah, you have to answer that question for yourself. Yeah, that's but right. But if the, if the answer is yes, then you can do so. If yes, permission then... Permission granted. That's Well, permission from us. If you're, like, a child, then you need to, like, clear it with your parents. Absolutely. Or uh, if your spouse is staunchly against Sonic the Hedgehog, and really, who can blame them? <laughs> you need. To, you should probably get the permission i I'm on your first. spouse's side, frankly. <laughs> Don't borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. But if you did want to, all you have to do is email us your address. To Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. You pay nothing. It's the perfect program. It mm-hmm. It is a true borrow. You don't get to keep it. Nope, but you don't have to pay to send it back. Right. So everybody wins, except for me. I lose just over and over again. Here's another thing you can do with that email address you can uh, ask us questions. That's right. On May 9th, we're going to be celebrating our 250-ish episode, and uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a Listener Q and A spectacular, right? But it'll only be spectacular. What do you mean? If you send us your questions, (laughs) I didn't know that was another if-then statement. (laughs) If you send us questions, then it will be spectacular. Exactly. Um, and look, if we get bad questions, we will answer bad questions, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the quality of the episode will be it's squarely on you. That's the like give and take that, that's right. You know, this show and its listener relationship have. Yeah, I would say that we're like revolutionaries in that regard, right? A- absolutely. On but f- it hmm. just makes our show stronger, uh, absolutely, or weaker. We'll o- find out where will they send those questions. Oh, to Nintendo Cartridge Society at g-mail.com. gmail.com and do that by May 5th. Oh, yes, so we can so we have them, we can record, you don't have to worry about like, do they see my question or not. Right. We are seeing all the questions. Thank you to everyone who has already sent them. Uh, Thank you, Dustin, who sent a question. Since I mentioned people who sent questions on the Monday episode, Tuesday episode. Uh, We're getting in and over our heads here, Mark. We got to talk about Labo VR. So let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to be doing this a little bit differently than... uh, every other thing we've ever done on this show. (laughs) That's right. So we have put the uh, Labo VR headset together. It exists in a physical form. Uh We have made it so. We are looking at it. We folded some things. We snapped some little grommets together. Grommets? Uh, I mean, it sounds good. Sure. I'm into it. I'm sorry I questioned it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, One of the things that's actually kind of remarkable about it that, uh, like, the other VR, or excuse me, Labo kits, they all have something where you're like, wow, I can't believe that works, like, when you're putting it together. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, how, or how does that work? And... what Why am I wrapping rubber bands around this thing? <laughs> with the Labo VR, apparently the Switch is capable of stuff that I didn't realize was the case. Yeah, so this is, you know, we uh, have, have uh, played through some of the experiences in, in this VR thing already, um, and with the Switch just in the visor. No uh, Joy-Con attached. No Joy-Con attached. It is sensing movement. Which I didn't know was possible. No, which means there's a gyroscope in the Switch somehow. That I don't know has been used for anything else, ever. Yeah, I don't I don't know, I don't know either. The other thing I don't know is uh some of the functionality of the VR headset is on top of on the upper right-hand corner, there's like a little target that yes. it'll tell you to like double tap to reset things or select things in like the menu, and I don't know how it's reading the double tap. Me neither, unless it is just reading that is like getting some sort of motion right or it, like some sort of pressure on the power button cuz it would be right under where like the power button is right i guess that is where the the power button is yeah i i really don't know or if like it's somehow applying pressure on the um like little felt pad stickers that are also like touching the touch screen mm, mm-hmm. if that has something to do with it maybe even that's how the like motion sensing is, is happening. I have no idea. I don't either. It's really remarkable. Like in that way, it's like every other Labo set that we've put together so far where you're like, this is incredibly clever. Yes. Uh, and uh, how it's working and the fact that it works at all is uh, remarkable. Um, but so uh, th- there's not a lot to the like actual game experiences um And, you know, even calling them games is maybe a little misleading. Yeah, like, once you set up the visor and you put the switch in for the first time, and again, it's sensing that the switch is in there. Yeah, it knows. And it knows, like, the second you put it in there. I wonder if if that is using, like, the proximity sensor. Because doesn't it have one of those? Does it? It doesn't have a camera. Does it have, like, an auto brightness thing? You know what I mean? Like, where the screen can, depending on... How bright it is outside, so maybe it's using that. I don't know. All of this is a wonder to me. Yeah, we we don't we don't know how it's doing. What <laughs> but it's once doing. you build it and slide it in. There's like an introductory mini game mm-hmm. that it introduces you to this like robot that you can make one run around, and he can shoot projectiles by pushing like A. He can make platforms appear under him by pushing Y. Um, he can. He can throw uh, little balls that will break up those platforms. And then he can also, like, throw boxes, like, up into the space. Yeah, like how Mario punches uh, a box when this guy jumps up and punches, like, a box just appears. And they'll, like, stack on top of each other. And so you run around in this space. And then once you tire of that, then you go to a menu that has, I don't know, Once I tire of that? (laughs) I mean, we all know I'm pretty much just an English dandy. Uh, 16... Little mini games. I guess fifteen, not including the um, demo one. So Marcus that confirming you can choose this from. By, by peering into the, <laughs> That's right, like box. opera glasses. Right. <laughs> I mean, from the outside it looks like it looks as though you're picking up like a shoe box and looking into it and telling me something about a video game you're playing. There's also uh like four pages of games. Yes. But I, I don't entirely understand how you either unlock them or if it takes like the blaster which we haven't built yet yes um or some of like the other kit because when you first boot up the software Mm -hmm. you have to say like did you buy the what is this called like the basic vr kit or did you buy like the fancy one with all the animal stuff right and we said "Mm, just just the normal one for (laughs) us not fancy are we um so yeah i mean that's uh there, there are likely to be more like gamey experiences in the other ones, but uh, uh, today we're really just going to be talking about the sixteen or so um, VR uh, experiences. Yeah, it's hard to describe what they are. They're not really games, right? I guess uh, it's more like we're just going to put you into a space mm. and play with the physics for a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh. So. I'm going to try to go into one of these now and, uh-huh. and describe what is happening to my eyes and my body. Yeah. So so one of the things that's really kind of awkward about uh, the Labo VR headset is there's no, like, strap or anything. You're always holding it. or Always, always got to hold it, yeah. Or, uh, and so you're either holding it by itself if the Joy-Con are out. Or for some of the games, you put the Joy-Con in and uh, they will like you can hold on to those which is nice. Okay, so I am going to try uh this one called uh Climb to the Finish Line uh and it it it's got our, our robot buddy uh in it. So I'm going I'm highlighting it on the thing and just double tapping the top of the thing and still kind of marveling at the fact that that works. Um all right. What is what is going on? Okay. So uh oh this is one where I need the Joy-Con. All right. Take this. All right. Um. All right. So this is actually uh pretty close to um having like a a real game experience. Here. Oh, okay. Um, this uh, is I'm, one I don't think we played last time. No, right? it uh, it is not. I can climb and <laughs> try to climb all the way to the finish line. R is jump, and the stick moves the robot. Um, oh oh geez, I landed on a. Here, here's the thing. The the terrain in this, there's like a, it's a, a black and white or like white and gray kind of world. And then there's a big red bar that says danger on it. I touched that danger bar and I blew up. <laughs> All right. So here, here I go. Robot jumps. Great. See, now this is borderline um like, you know, 2D section of uh Mario Odyssey. I'm blowing up over and over again. All right. Let's be a little bit more careful here so one of the questions we had before labo came out and one of the reasons we i guess like groaned a little bit when the rumored nintendo entry into vr ended up being labo is that um like the nintendo switch's resolution is not it's not great especially like this close to your eyes well right because it's it's a it's a 720p screen um which is you know not as uh ugh, God, I just blew up again i'm actually getting a little bit frustrated <laughs> cuz <'Cause laughs> you, you own a PlayStation three. VR which you I know sure do, yeah. is I, I i guess maybe not top of the line is the right word but no i mean cuz it's not it's it's not as uh it's not as powerful as like an oculus or anything but w- uh how is actually playing Nintendo Labo VR uh, like does the screen bother you or are you just kind of like you just get over it uh, you, you do just get over it I uh, it's the one thing that's weird about it is that like you know not only are you uh you know inches away from the the screen you're inches away from a screen that you like regularly touch with your fingers <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so like i think i can make out fingerprints and weird little smudges um, that have just grown on this thing over time because it's it's a touchscreen, you know, mm. um, which, which is all very strange. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're not really in any given moment spending a bunch of time uh, in this thing. Um, and even like a, an individual gameplay experience, you're going to be pulling it away from your face over and over again. All right. I, I just cleared one of these things. I don't know if you heard that music cue Here. Mark, you, you you take it and try jumping around in there for a little bit. Yeah, to me, like looking at the screen, it, it kind of reminds me of just looking at like a 3DS XL. Yeah, totally. Where you're like, wow, this um, doesn't look awesome. Like you can see every pixel very clearly, but also who cares? Yeah. Well, and you know, it, like oh, it, I, I have to turn around and face the other way because do you, I think you can push the X button okay, too. To, to like recalibrate. Oh, I can't. yeah. No, 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 no. No, it, still, it, it doesn't. The, okay. the actual headset is calibrated the other way. very awkward this is gonna work all right can you are you lined up and can you see it yes okay great um yeah and i mean one of the i think it would be a bigger deal if um you know this thing this thing were actually like strapped to your head Mm -hmm. the the fact that you are like voluntarily every second putting it in your face um makes the lower resolution not really feel so bad. That's right because you're also just kind of like, "Oh, I can stop doing this at any time." Yeah, you you can be freed. You're you're not trapped in this thing the way you are in any other kind of VR headset. Okay, I see why you're why you're frustrated with this um to it, it really is like the Mario Odyssey 2D levels. Yeah. But the controls are frustrating. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean in, in, even in something like this, um the your like position as the camera is pretty static, right? Like you're you're uh moving around like you're on a tripod, mm-hmm. uh, basically. So like your head movements are just sort of tracking where the camera is pointed, and you're not actually like flying around in the space. So it's you know th- there's no chance that you're gonna get like queasy or whatever doing this. Um, there's no disconnect between your brain and uh. You know what what's actually happening to your body? Yeah, and in that way, I really feel like this is the most toy like VR experience. Oh yeah, hands down. Um, this isn't this. It will never try to trick you. And in that way, it kind of feels like the. It makes sense that it's Nintendo's entry into VR. Yeah, where it's just like here's a bunch of like toy like experiences where we're not going to try to give you this big like cinematic. You are there. Right, almost never. The, the, it, it it feels more like peering into a world than being a part of it. Um, yeah, uh, sh- should we try a, another one of these uh, games? Do you want to try, or, or should I go back in? Yeah. yeah, go for it. All right.: um, So let's look at uh, shootin' hoops uh, and and for those wondering that yes, that is shootin, uh, that's i n apostrophe. Uh that's that Nintendo Treehouse localization magic. <laughs> do You need right. the, Joy-Con, I, I for need the Joy-Con for this one. Okay. Uh all right. So we're going to tap the thing to start, which again, super strange, I don't know how it knows. Uh all right. Aim for the hoop and then shoot. So, I'm going to try to grab with my little pointy guy here. Uh, there's a basketball and there's a basketball hoop. I'm on that same sort of like green uh you know just freshly mowed lawn space <laughs> where you get to run a robot around and I'm gonna try to uh throw this basketball into the basket. ooh, no no bad bad badly missed no okay. one of the ways they kind of get around the uh <laughs> limited power or resolution of the switch compared to some of the VR headsets which are run on like a supercomputer basically is the graphics are very simple very, very there's basically very, very no simple. textures um and in that way I'm no like frame rate expert but it seems to run like I never felt queasy or no. like no it, felt it on the verge of being sick it runs well enough I I cannot get uh a basketball into the basket. There's one. All right, let's do it again. The physics feel very like I imagine like uh uh Octodad. Oh sure. Plane. Uh, or like do you remember that Jelly Mario yes hack it, that like Yeah, it I, I believe it's still our pinned tweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're, we're great at Twitter. Yeah, that's at Nin Cart Society. Check out uh <laughs> Jelly Mario <laughs> Um, all right. This is stupid. <laughs> this is a, uh, a, a mostly bad experience, but at least it resembles a game. Um, yeah, really. Okay. Not now that I know where I need to, uh, aim the ball to actually like put it in the hoop. It's, it's really just become like a, a point and click kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to get out of that one. <laughs> um, So, you know, like real simple, um, sport-esque experience, but nothing like, uh, you know, it's not like, uh, Wii Sports where, um, and I guess maybe that's not even fair to say that, like, that there's any depth to the, what was fun about Wii Sports, but like bowling and tennis were like legitimately fun and like cast a spell of like, you're, you're doing this thing and like, you're playing a game with it. Um. This doesn't really feel like that. Yeah, one of my goals coming into this episode and putting this together was like, oh, is this something that my 12-year-old nephew would enjoy? Yeah, 12-year-olds are tough. 12-year-olds are tough. Because they're getting really close to the like, most cynical age in the world, 13, of course. <laughs> the cursed <laughs> year. The cursed <laughs> that's right. That's uh, what that Harry Potter play is about, right? <laughs> I... What I, do you think? What I, do you think? I, I don't think he would. I don't because I think that the games are too simple. Yeah. And he is too would be too cynical to enjoy it on like the level we were enjoying some of the sillier games. Yeah, I mean that cuz you know at at some point you and I are kind of just like game for what's happening, mm-hmm. right? That like if there is some novelty to uh what Labo VR is presenting, or, you know, we can laugh about, like, a little robot guy being somewhere. Um, we will. Uh, but I think if if someone is looking for uh, really anything more than that, uh, that this is not going to deliver on it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, both of us feel a little bit bad because we want to do our due gil- diligence. Yeah. And we bought the kit that has the VR headset and then also has, like, the blaster. Yeah. And, but we haven't, we didn't build the blaster. No, like. Uh, and, and part part of that is just that we don't, we didn't set aside a, a whole lot of time to experience this thing. um. But it kind of the, I, I think, wall that we're hitting with Labo um, is that like, we're hitting a wall with Labo. This is the third kit that we collectively have purchased um, and put together. And, you know, just kind of like getting to, uh, getting to it again and like pulling out the sheets and, uh, going through the instructions, which are still, you know, very good. They're still dynamic. I still think that uh, Ikea should uh, team up with uh, Labo because it's it's so clear you're not going to mess up putting these things together with these instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, on the other side of that, it's very hand-holdy. And, uh, you know, the first thing it makes you do is put together a, um, a Joy-Con holder, right? And we've done that twice already. Uh, and so we I think we're both feeling a little, like, impatient with it. And I think the other thing that's a knock against uh, the Labo VR kit that is not true of the other ones is that, like, the variety kit, when you're putting together the piano and, like, the um, fishing rod and the house and that kind of stuff, and then the vehicle kit, like, those are all experiences that you can't really get anywhere else or not necessarily on that level. Like constructing that piano. Yeah. The LabO VR, once you put it together, it's still just kind of an okay at best VR experience Mm -hmm. that you can experience at any mall that if you have a um like an Android cell phone, a lot of them will just pop into a headset. Yeah. You know, like a cardboard headset, Google famously made google cardboard which is something that's like very similar you just i don't know did you put it together yourself probably do you know what i mean where it's just like this feels even though it is the most toy like that i have experienced and the most nintendo it just feels lacking in a way that the other labo kids didn't yeah no i i absolutely feel that and like you know, w- there's obviously a lot more um, to Labo VR. There are a lot of uh, things that we haven't put together, right? And, like there's an entire other kit that a- has right, like exactly a, like a bird experience where you have a wind pedal that it seemingly its entire purpose is just to blow wind in your face to simulate right. like what it might be lo- to, like to take flight and like <laughs> what the it elephant it thing. What it might be like to experience a windy day. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh even even more than that though. Um, uh, the uh Zelda and Mario experiences aren't out for another um couple weeks, um, and so like I wonder if, but man, like that that's such a weird thing. Um, one of uh one of the things that I uh, grumble about with Labo is like once I put the things together, the toy cons together, you know, what do you do with them? Um, I don't have a ton of space in my apartment, uh, and they I got boxes to put the cardboard pieces in you know um and like if i'm going to keep the like labo uh, vr headset around to experience those other um things when they do come out like i gotta have this thing handy somewhere i don't know the 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 whole thing feels a little like that's not you know that's not gonna happen it also just doesn't really feel worth it like we've done all the work that we need to to experience whatever like breath of the wild v r is like for super mario odyssey v r is like, and i'll probably check it out, yeah but i'm uh i i i'm just not really excited about it yeah i mean the uh, i i think the software applications for this are uh, uh passing curiosity um at best um and then the the construction angle of it. Is the same as it's ever been, but maybe you and I have just uh, kind of moved past the point where that's uh, novel or it's like kind of hitting the same um, triggers for us. Yeah, I hate to say, but this, like, in a way that the other Labo kits were obviously had children in mind, but I didn't feel like were aimed at children necessarily. Like, I feel like adults could derive pleasure from it. This really does feel like baby's first VR yeah. Yeah. And not really in like a, uh, like an inclusive sort of way or like a, a, like teaching you about VR, but in, in really just a, like, here's a bare bones experience. All right. So, uh, you know, um, I would say mixed to low <laughs> review from us. Um, but you know, like a weird, funny, fun time, you know, like, uh, we were both laughing yeah. really hard. Um, look, there's one of these things where you're in a kitchen and you're just like, What's in the refrigerator? What's what's in the stove? And then you push a button and gravity turns off. <laughs> and like the yeah, the physics are all wrong. <laughs> Ketchup is balls. <laughs> Ketchup is balls. Mustard is, ball- is balls. Water is balls. Everything is balls. Um, and none of it really makes any sense. But you know, like we're we're laughing about it, and um, you know. So if if you know someone who has one of these and put it together, uh, you know burn 10 minutes at their house by, uh, by uh, messing with this thing. And that's probably about it. All right, Mark, let's close out of this discussion. Uh, but of course, we're not the only people in the universe that had an experience with this Nintendo Labo uh, VR thing. Maybe you did too. Um, if you did, please write into us. Let us know what your experiences uh, were. Um, Nintendo cartridge society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Cause I would love to know if, uh, did you try to put this thing in front of a 12 year old? Did they hate it? How cynical is this 12 year old? I feel so sorry that you're in such close contact with the 12 year old, Yeah, but you know, maybe this was one way to get him off your back for like half a second. Um, anyway, that, that, that would all be great. Um, if you like this episode, you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple podcasts. That helps us out tremendously. Uh, you can also share it with someone you love or someone that you tolerate or maybe that 12 year old, um, that helps us out uh, a bunch. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell and the show is at NIN cart society. If you go to our uh, Twitter page, you will see, even though we were just uh, bragging about how bad we are at Twitter, There are some videos of us uh, playing around with this thing and barely understanding what's happening. They're good. They're good videos. Check it out. Um, And we're also on Facebook, and the page there is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers apologizing to 12-year-olds. You're doing great. You're doing the best you can. It's a tough world out there. You're doing great. And thanks for listening.